my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. Boys, the last episode of 2020. We've 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 made it to the finish line, kind of limping a little bit, but we're finally here. You ever see um? Did you ever see the end of Talladega Nights where the cars explode and they have to like walk to and they like run to the finish line Mm -hmm. instead of choose it? I feel like that's what we're in right now. That situation where. I, you see, I actually would have gone more of a it's a mad, 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 mad world uh, more than oh, okay. more than anything else. I think that kind of describes the the wacky finish line that we're trying to we're trying to find the big the big X, the big palm trees, uh, uh, as it were. And I, I don't know if we actually really found them uh, throughout this entire year. Person. And as the only person ever to see that movie. You never saw it? I'm sure I have, you know, when I was five. Okay, well, it's a, I mean, it's a it's a great movie, which I highly recommend to anybody to uh, check out. I'm not out. saying it's a bad movie. I I'm know, just saying. I know you're not. I also know you're not talking to the microphone, so there's also that at the same time. Well, um, you know, some of us, you know, take the time to get prepared for this program. That, and some I'm of us, trying you know, to do 10 things here. You know, it happens. Sometimes 
life comes at you fast and you don't have time to get ready for the show. Well, you know? I'm so sorry. I'm not the heart and soul of the show that, you know, formerly bore my name or anything. Well, sorry. That's okay. That's okay. While you're, while you're putzing around doing some technical stuff, I'd like to th- welcome everyone to episode 618 of Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, the last one of the year. We are uh, usually we're off today, but you know we uh, we took off a week early. We were off last week, rather. Um, Not by choice. You know, things happen. We we did a little bonus show for the p- party on folks. I did a little extra something just for them. Uh, oh, and we, uh, as you guys, I know, listen to. Uh, and mm-hmm. we're doing uh, you know a little something right now, just to kind of uh, you know cap off the year, and we will be off again next week. You know, because we do like our our two days off and everything this time of year. Um, oh, we're off next week. We're off next week, baby. Oh, I don't know that. Well, now and knowing's half the battle. <laughs> why are we? Why are we? Because we we we're always off for two weeks at a you know this time of year. We take two. We have a break. We happen to break it up. Yeah. Oh, I we see. gotta take our vacation days, or else corporate's gonna take them. So <laughs> exactly, use them or use them. You no, know he's them. watching. So. That's very true. You just better be mind your P's and Q's, Buster, because he's watching. Watching us from the crow's nest, as it were. And I don't mean Santa. Uh, so to check out that uh, lovely Patreon, to the lovely bonus show that I did, just go to patreon.com slash geeksoftng for just a buck. Uh, you can get access to our lovely Discord. I did make my, uh, it was my uh, airing of grievances that I did uh, last week, so, but I made it available for everybody oh, on Patreon. 11 grievances. 11, yeah. And uh, was it, was it 11 grievances of Christmas? It was 10, 11. No, it's just grievances going on within our, our geek community and one that kind of applies to anybody in life in general. So um, th- uh, for $3, you get the uh, bonus show. Uh, no, excuse me. I'm the looking sandwich at the wrong shop? Thing. No, that I'm, bonus show? I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I totally misread everything. Uh, for three, because I've only done this read about a thousand times. For $3, you get the show a day and a half early, which is usually Wednesday night. Um, which, you know, because it's the holiday, I may just send, throw it up there for everybody today. Uh, and a sneak peek at the prep sheet. For $5, you get the weekend bonus show of the sandwich shop, which, by the way, Dom, we have a lovely voicemail from, from Grandmama. Grandmama? From Grandmama. And I can't. Are we pe- playing that in the second uh, part of today's show? You're goddamn right, we're doing that. Oh, good. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, and you get some vintage episodes of uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. For Sir, time. I would like to, yes. I would hate, I hate to do this to you, Mr. Monty, but as you know, the show must come to a halt uh, to recognize yes. the presence oh, boy. of West Coast Scott. West Coast Scott has entered the room. West Coast Scott has entered the room. I mean, it's like royalty at that point. So you got You got to do what you got to do. So Stop. Appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. Maybe take a picture. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where the hell was I for $10 a month? You get the show live on Instagram, uh, and the previous perks. And for $40 a month, you get to advertise on the show, which someone is taking advantage of. Um, and we're going to be, again, I'm going to be just, we're going to, we throw, I throw in a little bonus week and everything, which we'll be verbally talking about. And, uh, assuming I have time, I will put out that commercial, hopefully for uh, next week's show, uh, for them to come on the next, the next show, the next, next week. That's true too. So. Did you guys record something for that customer? Didn't, didn't not record anything yet because um, oh, okay. before 
Well, this kind of segues a little BS and talk. Uh, so for those who don't know, I was in quarantine for 10 days or so uh, mm-hmm. because uh, I was, I inter- turned out I interacted with someone who had the COVID and um, I, you know, considering uh, some certain circumstances, I, I have to be really careful with uh, other people uh, to make sure I don't get them sick. So uh, I pretty much stayed in one part of the house um, you know, to be secluded. And that one part of the house did not have any of the podcasting equipment. Uh, so, uh, just a little bit. So the equipment is safe. The equipment is safe. I mean, so am I, I, I tested negative, uh, for, for, the, for the Rona. So, uh, and the, and the, and the squeeze and the, is safe. Squeeze is safe. The pup is safe. The rest of the family is safe. Uh, I didn't ask about the pup. Oh, you did. Don't, don't, Same. don't try this, this tough exterior, sir. This tough bleeding baby, fresh, clean shave and exterior. We know you care. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but I will say this much just to get on my soapbox, um, um, you know, still be careful with everything going on. Cause when you hear you're exposed and when you're waiting for those test results, the clock goes by so slowly and every little <laughs> cough or ache or pain, you're, you're really worried. So uh. the only thing I'm going to say, um, is just to still be careful going into the new year. This thing isn't uh, over by a long shot. And uh, to take care of your health, because as we've mentioned before, um, uh, you know, it's 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 more imperative for you and for the people that uh, give a give a damn about you uh, in the long haul. Take care of your body. Take care of yourself with the Rona and just play it safe. Don't 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 be stupid like I was for a brief half hour because it scared the shit out of me for 10 days. So off my soapbox there. Uh, But that's the main reason why. um, didn't get a chance to do the whole. The I whole just want to put this. I just want to put this out there. Mm-hmm. You were exposed to a person who had the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and you won't let the sandwich into your house. Yeah, well, in fairness, um, like I said, I screwed up, and uh, the sandwich uh, interacts with a whole lot of people on a daily basis. He is the essential sandwich. First of all, just a reminder. Uh, That's I've been, true. you know, so I, and I just need to play, you know, safe as we all should. So, I mean, I'm not, I, Dama, it's not a, an insult to you whatsoever. I'm not even cracking a joke. It's just, you know, playing it safe. Um, and again, as I said, I screwed Ugh. up. So, uh, there, there you go. You're right there, big cat. My, my allergies are just all of a sudden just on. So if, if I sound a little muffled, it's just cause I have a bit of tissue here. That's. <laughs> helping me get through there you go um it's not because i just shaved real quick before the show yeah no no, no we know we know no, you, no, no you wouldn't lie no. to us about that um all right so that's all the party on stuff that was my little soapbox thing right there uh boys anything else uh we want to hit before we we get the no and with on? that mr monty we will bring this whoa, up whoa, no, 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 no. oh y'all look at you trying oh. to end the year Trying to trying to end the year on a good note there. Um, listen, I guess what we should do is we have a lot of stuff to talk about just movie wise. Like that's really the headlines of today. Just kind of reviewing everything that was going on um, between Star Wars, but between DC, the DC universe, <laughs> and what I miss. Look at can you see West Coast Scott's comment? I gotta open the phone to just yeah. Hold on. Close. This is great podcasting here right now. Uh, yes. No, Scott. Everything is not about you. I mean, it kind of is, though. I mean, 
No, it isn't. I this mean. is this is not about Scott. Okay. It's so. not about anyone, really. I just had to <laughs> use the bathroom before the show. Coincidentally, I'm just having a bit of allergy thing happen at the same time. So I have a little bit of tissue at the ready for my runny nose. Okay. Of course. Then. Okay. The um, shaving thing was clearly a joke. So, Scott. So, guys, we have... Um, a bunch of we have all the DC stuff and we have Star Wars, so we can split it up between the two. Do we want to do Star Wars in the second half of the show? We talk everything that is Wonder Woman yeah, related. Is that all we have? I mean, dude, to be honest, there's a few other headlines, but I mean, nothing really like hard hitting. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'd almost be like the quick hits that we would do. It's every, everyone. Like, everyone is at home, not making news right now. So this it, is kind of like. This is also okay, the other fair. reason why the show takes off for two weeks at this time of year. There's really just not much going on, to be totally honest. Let's let's do Star Wars in the back half, because that's like the enjoyable part. We can end on a good note. I think that, you know what, Dom, I like that. I like your thinking, kid. I like your thinking. Um, So let's well, do this. He's the heart and soul or something. Well, it's true. <laughs> uh, the one thing I will mention, there's one bit of news that just broke not long ago um, that's not in the prep sheet that we can kind of lead off here before we, we start talking about Wonder Woman. Uh, and that is Ray Fisher. Uh, he put out a tweet uh, essentially saying that he will not work for DC Films while President Walter Hamada is at the helm. Uh, he said in a tweet that uh, Walter Hamada is the most dangerous kind of enabler. Uh, he went on to say that he lies. And Warner Brothers PR failed September 4th hit, failed in their September 4th hit piece, sought to undermine the very real issue of the Justice League investigation. I will not participate in any productions with him. Uh, well, go on. I, I understand the way that he feels. And if he feels like he doesn't want to work for that company anymore mm -hmm. because that person is in charge of that company, you have to respect that. And I'm sure Warner Brothers can go out and find another block of wood to replace him. So there you go. Oh, because yeah. with all... Mr. Fisher, it's not like it was an Academy Award winning performance that, you know, the world can't uh, 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 live without you coming in and doing a few lines or whatever the next move for the DCU is. DC, uh, CU, DC, CU, DC Cinematic Universe, or the Warner Brothers Cinematic Universe, or however, whatever we're calling it. Um, I understand it and I understand it was a bad time and I don't disagree with him, but you know, he is with all due respect, he's the least common denominator in that film so, by far. I mean, I'll say this much that I, uh, I did rewatch. I rewatched all the DC movies, uh, you know, the, the universe movies. Um, I, is it, I don't Christmas. understand. Is it because you thought you were ill and you might not make it and you wanted to just like, <laughs> so I don't one of those like fever dreams where he just did things. Oh, that and you didn't want, do. I'll bet you, I'll bet you a hundred dollars off of things that I'm buying from you, Nick, um, that you did not watch all the DC EU movies, uh, DC <laughs> cinematic universe so, movies. Uh, technically I did. The only reason I say technically is because I forgot about the whole Harley Quinn movie. 
if I would have known, if I would have remembered that that movie came out, uh, I would have watched that. I just kind of forgot about oh. it because with all the oh, that's, changes, that's, that's the happening. one you forgot about. No, I really did. You watch? Did you watch the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern? Uh, no, I'm talking about the universe. The, you know, tar- talking starting with uh, Superman, Man of Steel, and that, no, the universe started. I know, with I know. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, but it, they're not counting it, so I'm not counting it in this in this oh, situation. That's, yeah, of course they're not Listen, counting regardless, it. Regardless, right, right? It was a more abysmal failure oh, than the rest of their movies. Ah, uh, dude, I don't. Why? Right, what do you think was worse, Green Lantern or Suicide Squad? Because those were Green I mean, Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, right. Green Lantern, without a doubt. All right. Which sucks because I like Green Lantern a lot as a character. Green Lantern too. No, but I re- that movie I, was just listen, trash. I really like Green Lantern as a character. I'm not knocking that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just they're both and they're both terrible movies. It, oh yeah, no, yeah. It's, uh, Suicide Squad didn't win. We all lost for watching. Them. <laughs> we all lost. But uh, I mean, listen. The way I put it is that I will say that. So with as I was watching them, I'm like with with Superman. I'm thinking, okay, that interaction uh, with Costner had with you know Child. Clark about I'll always be your father the best line in all of the the DC movies um yeah. at all mm-hmm. um it, uh, if, all right, if worst case scenario I'll say one of the top ones for sure um okay Batman v Superman uh they tried to make every single line like a very poignant uh Shakespearean line and uh <laughs> I just thought that was ridiculous amongst many other Easy things how you handle the bard sir um, listen, I'm just saying how, how I'm seeing it right now. Um, okay. I'm trying to bring up the list of movies right now. Cause of course I'm not going to remember. Um, Aquaman. Aquaman was the most fun movie I had to watch. Definitely not the best. I will say wonder woman was by far the best movie, uh, of all of them. The first one. Uh, yep. Suicide squad. As I said, I think it was just a sloppy hot mess more than anything else. Uh, the, and the wor- some of the worst editing I've ever seen, uh, at the exact same time. Um, Justice League was like they tried, and it was just again another. It was just an all over the place mess, and it just felt rushed. I think just the fact that everything just felt like they were pushing it out the door as fast as possible. That was my kind of take on it. Um, which Shazam, a g- another good movie, but I think what they could have tried to make it shorter to try to take out the 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 big lesson. Like I don't know, I just. I saw the lesson coming a mile away. I guess we can talk about it because we've the movie came out in 2019. Um, but like when he meets his mother, his birth mother, uh, at the uh, the complex at the end of the film, they should have taken yeah. that out because I mean that was just so predictable in my opinion. Um, and then we have Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. At best, I will say. Are we getting into that right now? I guess we are. Uh, I will say at. Its, <laughs> Best, it was a okay film, but it was it was just a no, not 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 worth it. it not if, good. If I'm generously grading it, it's a B minus, and that's generously it, grading it. I, wow, that, that that's is too high. I, I, what are you grading? What no, sort of no, no, curve gen, are you grading? No, exactly, that that's this very generous grading. If I feel bad for the student, you know what I mean. It's uh, Dude, honestly it's a C is movie. This, is the did the student lose a parent? <laughs> like did the student I don't does the student have cancer? Like what you know, there's no I'm not saying it to be minus. I'm saying if I'm being very I generous. Would, I would give it I would you give would it have a... to be you would have to be like Scrooge at the end of every Christmas carol generous <laughs> in order to give it a 
like a C. I would I would give like, it a C. It was minus. terrible. I, it was I, would, I would say bad. it was a, so bad. D D plus to C minus. I'm in that range. Yeah, right I, I'm not. I'm barely even with you there. I'm saying it's a C. That's right, my grading. I was so. You know, you guys know that I don't like any of these DC movies. They're tragically bad, all of them, with two notable exceptions. The first was Aquaman because I agree with Nick. It was a fun movie, and it looked really good. That's important. It looked really good, and it was a fun movie, and I did, and I actually have seen it since, and it was still okay. Wonder Woman, the first, the first one, one. Okay. was far and away the best of these movies. And I'm not even saying that was a great movie, but in comparison to its contemporaries, it was it was like remarkably better than the other ones. That said, I even watched the first one again in preparation. I think I watched it on Christmas Eve. Um, in preparation of being able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 the next day. Now, I have to say, probably within the first 20 minutes, I knew this was going to be a disaster. First of all, because they did... Why is it set in 1984? Why? What's the purpose? They did nothing, nothing with the time... With the time frame, can I? Can I? I can mean, I, can except I, that some people had big hair and weird clothes, and you know, she had to describe the eighties to uh, to to uh, Steve. Steve Trevor, and don't even get me started. That's part of the reason this movie is an outstanding failure. Can I give you two reasons? Fact- can I give you two reasons why I think it was set in eighty four? Yeah, I th- and, and and I'm kind of guessing here, so take it as you will. So. Uh, I mean, I think just since the the start of like uh, Stranger Things and a whole bunch of other properties, the '80s is just that kind of time yeah. period that's trendy right now, and it works yep. out well. Also, uh, are we talk? We're talking spoilers, right? We're going into the nitty gritty of the story. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Okay, uh, it's been <laughs> what, what's it been? Twelve hours? I don't care. Okay. This movie. You know what? Also, if we, if we can stop people or prepare people for the <laughs> fact that they're not getting their two and a half hours back. Yeah. I'm okay with okay. spoiling it. Okay. Um, and also towards the end of the movie, it had different government regimes that were set up. So I'm kind of, I, and I thought about this while I was watching it because uh, I actually thought that with the, the, the way they're releasing movies on, on these streaming platforms, I, I, who knows what's going on all around the world with their uh, uh, movie theaters. But I wonder, since that there were different government regimes that were set up, if that made it easier for them to try to uh, put out the movie in different places so they weren't trying to ruffle any uh, feathers. Again, just it was a thought I was having even uh, during it, but uh, that, that's just my two cents right there, possibly. I... I think they did. I, I think you're right. Actually, I hadn't considered the whole fact that, uh, you know, Stranger Things with regards to the 80s being, a t- you know, this time period that people like to, that people are interested in sort of revisiting, if only for the nostalgia of it. Um, uh, and by that, I mean the fashion and the music and the 
stylings, I guess, mm -hmm. um, for, for lack of a better uh, description. I agree with you. I think that had something to do with it. But the point is, it played no part in the story. Mm -hmm. It could have been 1984. It could have been 94. It could have been 74. With the exception of the look, it had no bearing whatsoever on it had no bearing whatsoever on the story. So what was the point of setting it in 1984? So Steve uh, could do jokes about a fanny pack or that embarrassing um, clothing uh, montage, the dress fashion show, yeah. male fashion show when she's trying to pick him out some clothes to wear uh, out of his own clothes because he's body swapped some guy, yeah. which was horrendous. Mm -hmm. horrendous plot device uh by the way and uh you, you know like i i was just i i could not believe i thought the best part of the movie was probably the first segment of it where they were back on thermoscara you like that part i like that part because it was the part uh, it was the part to me that sort of tied it to the character of the first movie. And I don't mean the character of Wonder Woman. I mean the overall character of the film, if you will. That tied it the most securely to that. So it was the anchor on which I was hoping the rest of the movie would build. Okay, and it, but for me, just, just to kind of counteract uh, that, I, I mean, it was shot well, it was fine for what it was, but in the long run, I actually hated that because it made everything just so predictable going on after that. I'm like, okay, it's going to oh, be, yeah. about, it's going to be about lies, being honest with yourself and, and being true to the greater cause, you know, whatever that case may be. And yeah, that's, I know exactly, it was a complete that's exactly setup. what it, but of course it was a right. setup, but it was just yeah. so obviously hand handed to you where it was like, it, it was so forceful at the same time. Like when it, it was literally a sit down conversation lesson uh, with the Amazons, to to uh to hurt Diana as a girl, and it just it made it no fun, man. It it set up for me. I think that just kind of set up the failure going forward. Well, what's, what's funny is for me for that scene, that scene literally could have not been in the movie for me, and I feel like I would have almost enjoyed it more because that scene did absolutely fucking nothing for me. That scene is so useless to me. I understand set things up, but just like. I don't know. That scene could have not been in the movie, and I feel like the movie would have been almost better off because you would have had I, less runtime. I think the sandwich is not wrong. However, here's my point to both of you. What, by the time you get to the end of the movie, uh, that to me, that seemed like the best part of the movie because I thought it was the best storytelling in the movie. It was the best execution. I'll give you that part. In the movie. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm with you as far as as far as how it affected the overall movie and predicting what the, you know, the, the you know, the problem and or the solution was going to be. I'm 100 percent with you. By the time you're at the end of that movie, what I realized was, wow, that was the best sequence of this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, in a movie that is it, it, it's a superhero movie that just becomes this pale comedy in the middle. Between Kristen Wiig, uh, you know, going from being this 80s sort of schlub to, and by the way, let's, I, again, I'm saving everybody. This whole movie is about 
making wishes. It's Aladdin. It's all about how no matter what you do, if someone grants you a wish, don't take it because there is never, ever not a flip side to the wish that will inevitably affect you negatively. Think of it. Think of it uh, as a uh, superhero movie with a Twilight Zone twist. Yeah, I mean, it. Re- it's ter- it's an all- first of all, it's the weakest plot device ever because everybody knows no matter what you wish for, there's going to be some negative impact uh, uh, to, to you getting your wish. It's never, you know, if you want to watch a movie about wishes, seriously, that actually sorts out wishes really well, go watch, go over to Disney Plus, watch Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Where Darby O'Gill has figured out the fact, the character's figured out the fact that wishes, he has to be so specific with wishes because there's never not a flip side. And that's this whole movie's premise is no matter what you wish for, there's going to be something bad come along with the wish. The weakest plot point ever, Aladdin. Every movie that you ever saw that had a wish in it, I mean, that's kind of what it is. There's always a bad, the entire the entirety of I Dream of Genie was a TV show based on the premise of this movie, which mm-hmm. is that wishes are bad. And okay, fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's a terrible plot device. It's an especially terrible plot device for a superhero movie. Um, that aside, it, you know, like it, it just it, it, it just was so all over the place. So all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was so disappointed. You know, there is, and again, with the exception of that, that sequence on Thermoscara, which by the end of the film, I think is the best sequence in the film. Yeah. With the exception of that, I don't think there was a single redeeming feature of this movie. I don't care. And I'm spoiling it. I don't care. I don't care that Linda Carter makes an appearance at the end of the movie. As the character they referenced earlier in the movie, I don't care because who cares at that point? You know what I want to know? I want to know what people who are not comic book fans thought of the jet. Just out of curiosity, I would actually really, really like to know specifically what people might have thought. And if anybody out there has some thoughts on Wonder Woman or the jet, they can call the GVM hotline. 201-730-2547. 201-730-2547. And you can hear yourself on a future episode of Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, Just I mean, like Grandmama in segment two of today's show. Indeed. Uh, I mean, Are there two? Weren't there two or are we saving the other no, one? No, we got two voicemails, baby. We'll be running all okay. of them because that helps us kind of get into the uh, Star Wars stuff later. Uh, but oh, listen, speaking I think, of... Mm-hmm. If I, if I may, sir, sure. speaking of the Star Wars stuff, now Star Wars fans are completely panicked about the Rogue Squadron movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because exactly Patty good. Jenkins, who now the first Wonder Woman movie, she just directed it. She didn't have anything to do with the writing. Well, guess what? She co-wrote the sequel and directed it. And now Star Wars fans are panicking. Because she is, as far, as far as I know, she is co-writing and directing the Rogue Squadron movie. Well, let, let me ask you guys this. And, and this kind of goes a little bit outside my wheelhouse to a degree. Uh, considering how the 
uh, franchise, the the whole Star Wars franchise, is kind of is seeing a, a rebound, we'll call it, a Disney rebound, because of The Mandalorian, because of the success from Filoni and from... Um, Baloney. Favreau. Uh, Favreau, thank you. Um, I feel like they might have a better reorganization to make sure that no matter who's at the helm, a the next movie is going to be strong when they when they're putting it together, whichever one's coming out in order. So even if it's her, if it's somebody else, I feel like they kind of have a better feel for what they need to do uh, to create a proper a proper story for for Disney. At I least don't I'm remember. So. I don't remember what they said was the next cinematic movie. I don't know that it's Rogue Squadron. I'm not sure what it is either, but uh, I can do a it's either, Google. It's either Rogue Squadron or there's one other one. Well, I'll, I'll look it up. When and the best. last one is Taika Waititi. Why, uh, why am I stuck on Rogue Squadron being a TV show and not a movie? It's a movie. All right, you it's guys oh, a movie. Oh, oh, I, yeah, it's a movie because you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of the other one. Um, it's like Rebel Commandos or something. Mm-hmm. You guys, you that guys, TV show. You go, well, you guys give your thoughts about that, and I'll, I'll um, look up to see what's going on. I, I think well, uh, the, the only thing I wanted to yeah. say about uh, the only reason I brought it up now was because now everybody is panicking about the fact that Patty Jenkins, after slaughtering it with the first Wonder Woman movie and abysmally failing in the second one, now has people concerned about the Rogue Squadron movie. So I just thought I would bring that up. I, uh, I'm at a point with Star Wars movies and maybe this is just me because, you know, say, you know, put Rogue One and Solo aside. We haven't really had a stellar Star Wars movie. I feel like in a while. So my expectations from a Star Wars film are a lot lower than it is for other Star Wars stuff. Like when I'm watching like a TV show or any other stuff, because Star Wars movies for me, they're not for Star Wars fans, I feel like anymore. I feel like they're for some other group of fans that I can't name right now because I don't know how to name them. Kids? It's like kids. I think I think the term you're looking for is just general audience. Yeah, like it's not a Star Wars film for the people who are sitting in these chairs. It's a Star Wars film for the guy who, you know, his kid likes Star Wars. He's like, oh, I'll take you to the movies. And, you know, he might enjoy it a little bit. And the kid who doesn't know much might enjoy it a little bit. But us who are sitting three rows behind them, you know, we'll have our gripes. This father, does he have a few before he takes the kid to the movie? Does he does fall he asleep during the movie? Does he say, this is stupid. Why do you want to see this? What the hell's wrong with you, kid? That was the way I my, just want to know this character more. That was the way my dad oh, reacted when we saw Godzilla, actually. Um, but which, by the which Godzilla? The the second one, the King of King of the Monsters, or whatever. Yeah, was. yeah. King oh, the of, recent one. Yeah, yeah, the, the recent, recent one. one that All was right. just horrendous. Uh, and by the way, uh, Rogue Squadron's coming in, set for theaters late 2023 right now. So there you go. Uh, and the Taika thing's uh, uh, still up in the air, what's going on there. But, uh, I mean, listen, I think also uh, in the grand scheme of things, this is also just the worst thing that could happen for HBO Max. I mean, this was like the tentpole thing that they were advertising yeah. uh, for their new streaming service. Um, I There was another documentary, like a sports documentary I really wanted to watch, which I enjoyed. Uh, but that's not going to bring people in like a, a, they, they were hoping for it with Wonder Woman. Uh, and right now I'm catching up um, – on Westworld, 
I really, you know, season one, I absolutely adored it. I just never picked up season two or three. So I want to do that while I have the one month subscription. Uh, and I want to mm. watch the new uh, show Lovecraft Country because uh, the book was really good uh, there. So uh, and so far, I'm liking it one episode in. But uh, not a good way for this this streaming service to start off. Yeah. Um, but I will say that there was a bunch of other good stuff. I watch. I mean, while when, while you're under quarantine, you don't do much except watch TV because you don't want to touch everything around the house at the same time in case you are contagious. Uh, I did get to watch Soul on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not gonna, and you know, I'm not gonna go into it in de- into great detail. All I will say is it was it was beautiful. I thought it had a great message. I, ten, I think it was a lot b- better than Wonder Woman, uh, and it, it it just had a very powerful message about like almost the meaning of life. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. I think I don't know if if Young Sandwich would be into this movie to be told just to be honest, but I think for um, older folks, um, people over uh, 30, 35 maybe. They will love this movie. I think they really will. It has a great message, and it was beautiful. It's amazing what they're doing now with uh, the lighting and the music in this uh, uh, film. Um, what else I got? Hey, I have... did, yep. did you see Soul and understand why the young sandwich may not be interested? <laughs> Give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And let us know why you think the sandwich will not enjoy Soul. So here, here, here's my my interpretation of maybe, I think there's certain films or certain things you see like, you'll I'll see this now when I'm 24, maybe in like like and when I'm in this age range that Monty's saying like 30, 35 in five, 10 years, you know my life will definitely be different. I might even have tiny sandwiches at that point. Who knows? God, you know? I hope not. <laughs> um, what? it'll definitely be different. But I, I feel like enjoy that- his life. <laughs> I think that's part of what makes movies great is that you can watch it several times throughout the span of your life and it different lessons are learned throughout and different things reach you. So maybe I don't appreciate it as much now as I will in time. It's not a bad thing. It's it's the way like with um <laughs> excuse me. Uh it's the way like, you know, when I was a kid I was all about watching like Bart Simpson, but when I was watching all the, the Simpsons episode, I was watching Homer and everything like that. So yeah. uh, I mean it's just a different dynamic. Uh also I watched uh Burrow. Uh, it was a Disney, I think it was a Pixar short. Really cute yeah. little, really cute, six, seven minutes, something like that. Um, you'll definitely watch that. I saw the sneak peek for the Beatles documentary that you're doing. and That it, looks really good. That looks really freaking good. Um, and the only other thing I saw looking at my list that really counts, well, I watched Mickey's Christmas Carol. I like watching that. Yeah. Christmas yeah. Eve, yeah. Christmas Day. That's just one of those. That, I think that was my first, um, my first introduction to that story. At the same time was Mickey's Christmas Carol because that came out in eighty one, eighty three, something like that. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I don't but know. It was. I just. I love that freaking movie. And also there was the uh, the Shutter um, horror movie, The Deeper You Dig, which was. It's almost like a modern day Shining with the way that's it's going on. It's actually it's a very wow. good, very very good movie, which went under the radar. I came across it, and I really do recommend that for uh, for folks at the same time. Um. Let's see. Um, I guess we have like a few other headlines we can just kind of hit really quickly, and then we can go to break because I know we're gonna be talking Star Wars for like a few hours. Um, Batgirl and Static Shock films will may be going directly to HBO Max. 
not a surprise here. And I really want, I got to say, I really want a static shock film. That, that film, that franchise has been just like stuck in second gear and it deserves like to really just be out there, um, uh, out amongst the masses and everything, just to really get some popularity. Um, there was a new trailer for Superman and Lois. It was more of a teaser kind of trailer than anything else. Um, but it was, it was good. It was, I, I like, I, I'm like actually looking forward to that with Taylor Hawkland, uh, because I think he's a really good, I think he's a really good Superman. Uh, I want to see more Superman content, um, because it's not exactly happening in the movies. Uh, which if you might, like that sort of thing. Would you like that sort of thing? I will say that while watching, uh, the Batman and Superman characters and everything, I think they did a good job for what they were given with. For, for the films. I didn't agree with the scripts, but I thought the way uh, Affleck uh, and... Uh, um, Cavill. Thank you. God, I almost said K, uh, Cahill. Um, the way they were for their, their roles, I thought they did good with what they were given more than anything else. I, I actually really liked them uh, in their roles. Forget the jokes and all that stuff, just for, for the main characters themselves. Um, and uh, Cobra Kai Season 3 set to premiere early on Netflix. That's... Yeah. When <laughs> I can't wait anymore. Yo, you're gonna January first. You're gonna have to wait as I double check the January first, baby. Globally. Oh, oh my gosh! What? It. There you go. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that early. Early. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually, it's I, like three days. Two days, man. We're we're recording on the thirtieth. Thirtieth. There you go. Uh, yeah, I actually got to like really pick it up because like I was slowly watching that and then I just stopped. And again, I, I oh, love it. Oh, so good. It is really good. I really good. like yeah. it. It is really I really good. thought I gotta watch it. season two. Yeah, you so really bad. should. They really are doing a really good job with that. I mean, it's you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, let's not be let's not fool ourselves here. It's not, you know, it's not Emmy Award winning drama or anything. It's it's, it's a TV show based on the karate kid. You know, like but but as far as nostalgia and entertainment value goes, I think it's great. I think the writing's great. The performances are great. I think I put a post up. I don't know if it was on my personal Facebook or on the show's Facebook or both. I put a picture of William Zabka up and I'm like, why is this guy not working more? He is a good actor. I mean, he's a really good actor. And short of making, you know, parody appearances of himself <laughs> or as himself on How I Met Your Mother, uh, uh, whatever it was, a dozen episodes of How I Met Your Mother as William Zabka. Yeah. Um, and and now this TV show, you know, he hasn't worked very much, which I don't get because I think he's really good. I think he's good on this show. Again, he's not an Emmy Award winning actor, but he could certainly he could certainly act in an, in any ensemble, I would think. I, he'd be able to hold his own. And I also think given the right role, I think he could probably excel past, past that expectation. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I really have been noticing how I, and I think, you know, other people have been noticing as well. Hopefully they're noticing as well, but I really think that the guy should get more work. I just think he's really good. I mean, it's, he makes this show very enjoyable and everything and yeah. he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's a uh, over the top dramatic or ham hand no. like that. So, uh, I and they totally even, and, and they even dealt in season two. I think we talked about this on the show. I, I don't remember if we did or not. One of the, one of the original Cobra Kai's made an appearance on the show. 
Um, you know, one of the original, you know, one, one of his gang from the original movie made an mm-hmm. appearance on the show and the character in the show has cancer, but the actor in real life also had cancer and passed away not long after they filmed the, the episodes that he, or episode that he was in. And like, I'm just like, there, there's, you know, like, I mean, say what you want about that sort of thing. I think it was really brave of, of the guy to do that was really sick and did the episode really brave and, and really courageous of all of them to come back and like do sort of this, you know, uh, this kind of episode where they're dealing with the death of the character, but also the actor passes away. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I, I thought that was really, really impressive. I know sandwich hasn't seen season two yet, so watch it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just think, yeah, I just think it, it's, it, I just think it's a really good show. It is. You it, know, it I, I, I absolutely is. Um, yeah. You know, one thing I will like to just uh, point out before we do go to break here, um, a few of the things I decide I did get for Christmas. I did get a, a few Blu-rays from that horror store in uh, Tampa. Uh, I've mentioned before Grindhouse Video uh, because I oh, do good. like collecting my Blu-rays and my DVD still. Uh, my fun one, uh, two great movies I got uh, in the batch, uh, Bubba Hotep on Blu-ray because it's it's Bubba Hotep, and uh, uh, Wolfman's Got Nards documentary on um, Monster, uh, Monster Squad, Monster Squad, which is one of my favorite movies. And as a side note, you guys are seeing this obviously on the Instagrams, but I am wearing my brand new Blockbuster hoodie. Uh, which I recently purchased from Blockbuster this past week. Uh, I also have some sweatpants <laughs> and a new documentary called The Last Blockbuster, which talks about the last remaining one in Bend, Oregon, uh, and a bunch of interviews from people like uh, Kevin Smith and a few other people uh, as well, just talking about the fr- uh, the company, its demise, and how this one place is still uh, up and running. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I'm very, very excited uh, at the at the. I worked. Time. I worked. Bri- I worked briefly at a Blockbuster. Did you really? Yeah, right up Pompton Avenue, Dom. Where? In the the shopping center where King's is. Oh, there was one over there? There was one over there, yeah, for a really long time. Yeah, I worked really briefly there. Did you get in a fight with the the manager? No, no, not at all. It it was the the guy and I, my interview was us talking about movies. And after 15 minutes, he's like, Look, I don't want to stop our conversation because it's awesome, but I'm just letting you know that I'm hiring you. And then we would just continue the conversation about movies for like another <laughs> I don't know, 40 minutes or something. So. so things haven't changed with you. Um, yeah. Mr. Big Kev, sir, why don't you do us a favor yes, sir. and uh, throw us to break here? And with that, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Mayhem, we will bring this uh, segment of Geek Stuff TNG to a close. The first segment of 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 two to a close uh, by going to break um, in a way that we don't normally do it. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pi Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. 
And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. We're the Monster Squad. Hey, this is Fred Decker, director of the Monster Squad. This is Duncan Regeer, Dracula from Monster Squad. This is Tom Noonan, plays Frankenstein in Monster Squad. This is Tom Woodruff, Gilman from Monster Squad. Hey, this is Andre Gower, Sean Crenshaw from the Monster Squad. This is Ashley Bank, Phoebe from Monster Squad. This is Ryan Lambert, I'm Rudy from the Monster Squad, and you are listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Wolfman's got nards! Hey guys, it's Karen from Myrtle Beach, and can I say my mind is absolutely blown by the series finale, or the season finale of The Mandalorian. Um, I know Kev is probably just as excited as I am because John Favreau and Dave Filoni, I think, are rewriting canon. Could it be? Can we really be trashing the, the last three trilogy, Disney trilogy? I don't know, but it looks hopeful. Um, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I got called because I wanted to uh, tell you how much I enjoy the show, and my 15 year old daughter enjoys the show. Uh, keep it up and have a merry Christmas, guys. Hey, fellas, it's Grandmama. Just wanted to give you guys a call and let you know that I truly appreciate and love listening to you guys on your podcast every week. Um, it's, it's, a, it's very delightful. Uh, also wanted to say sandwich. Uh, I was very, very happy to hear two sandwich shops back to back. Maybe you should make a New Year's resolution to be doing it every week. I know you got school and everything's going on, but it's great to listen to you. Um, love listening to you talk about all the toys and everything else because you are a true kid at heart. Don't ever grow up, Sandwich. And boys, great job. Just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas and hope you have a safe and happy holiday. Bye, boys. It's the grandma saying I love you guys. Bye. Live from Studio M, the Sandwich Shop, and Big Kahuna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, buildxwing.com. This model is in 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position, the laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. 
who recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including Grand Crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. Grogu sold separately. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is by paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxmen.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Good job, Dom. Good job. And... We don't have. Uh, we have one more actually uh, bit or commercial rather to talk about. We have the game, the graveyard. Whoa, let's start that over right there. Take two. The graveyard gallery, which is our newest sponsor uh, of the show. The graveyard gallery is a lovely collectible horror store uh, with eccentric uh, items over in Butler, New Jersey, over twenty one Main Street, Butler, New Jersey zero seven four zero five. Uh, you can reach them at Instagram.com. Well, their handle is the Graveyard Gallery, uh, and their Etsy shop is also the same, and they are the GraveyardGallery.com. Here's why you got to check it out. If you like horror, you're going to love every single aspect of this place. They have custom T-shirts. They have raunchy stuff, which I don't know if the sandwich is old enough to watch it. I or see these things. I don't think so. Uh, they have a lot of stuff that you will find kind of from like Etsy creators. They have, um, geez, they, they make, they make, uh, some custom masks. They have some paintings. Uh, they have some lovely, uh, original prints that they have hanging up on the wall, a whole assortment, which is very nice. You have a, some of the stuff that you would usually get from like trick or treat studios, uh, NECA, those kind of places, uh, that have horror figures and, uh, one of my personal faves, they have just old vintage stuff uh, at the same time. It could be old toys uh, that are decades old. Uh, they just came in today. They had some old si circus sideshow uh, posters that came in. Uh, I believe I would have to double check, but they were from like the 20s or the 30s, which is just really, really freaking cool. They have a cabinet of oddities at the exact same time. And... Uh, I'm telling you, some of the nicest people, like they are looking to help you out, like with your your horror collections. Um, they've been around for quite a while, going to Chiller Theater, uh, all, all the all the big horror uh, attractions. They went to the One Atlantic City as well, uh, and really just super nice people. And you don't need to be a horror fan specifically to go check these guys out because they just have a lot of movie memorabilia at the same time, old vintage stuff that you probably want to have for your collection. Um, uh, to have up on your shelf. It's it's hard for me to go to this store and not drop $50 minimum uh, at the place. I actually spent $40 there once and I was happy it was just $40. Uh, so if you get a chance, check them out at the Graveyard Gallery. They're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the website, again, is thegraveyardgallery.com and over at their Etsy shop. Some really great people who are going to be doing some more stuff with uh, throughout 2021. So very excited for those guys. Uh, but I gotta be honest, it's it's gonna be hard topping anything in 2021. 
with that voice, those voicemails that we just had, those were glorious. To the you know, audience. yeah, it's it's been a long time talking to the mic, Dom. It's been a long time, uh, as in it's been since Christmas, since my grandmother yelled at me like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I love the fact that the sandwiches grandmama is not only is she calling in and leaving voicemails and is a character on the show, but that she calls in and she's like, and where are your sandwich shops? Yeah. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's definitely an experience to have my grandmother yell at me that I don't podcast enough. Uh, you know, it's not something, that's not a sentence I ever thought in my entire life I'd have to start and complete that my grandmother yells at me for not podcasting enough. <laughs> hey man, su- I'll be real. Supply and demand. Just be happy that demand is there for the for the masses yeah. at the same time. Uh, and at the same time, we'd like to thank uh, Karen from Myrtle Beach for that lovely voicemail yes. as well. Uh, I got to be honest. It's so nice just hearing people that are just uh, passionate, in this case, talking uh, about Mandalorian, talking about uh, the excitement let's, with the family. It's just, it's so, it's hmm. so reinvigorating at the same time, just to hear that stuff. It just makes me yeah. happy, uh, uh, throughout my soul and everything. So it's very, let's nice. just talk briefly about what she said, which was that she thought that I would be excited because in her opinion, it, it, it feels like Favreau and Filoni are rewriting Canon to, one might say disenfranchise the Disney sequels. I don't know that I agree with that position, but it's certainly a lot easier um, to ignore them when you have what happened in the season finale. Are we removed enough to talk about that? Yeah. We, okay. Yeah. Um, where uh, where you have Luke Skywalker come back in. Um, and, you know, and get uh, Grogu and take him off to presumably do something with. But that raises a lot of issues. I think the issue she's raising is, oh, look, well, they brought Luke back, so maybe there's something is going to happen with Luke. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be extended past what we saw. Um, And I like the fact that they did that, and I think – a lot of people like the fact that there's one guy out there. He's a YouTuber. It's a Star Wars YouTuber guy who really cried. Yeah. Um, he watched the episode live and he cried because Luke Skywalker came back and how important that character was to him as a child. And it was this whole thing. And he took a lot of flack about it, including from a Disney executive or a Lucasfilm executive who was like basically kind of making fun of him for crying. You know, and then that executive like got a lot of flack. And so anyway, it's the point is, is that I get I get the emotional attachment to Luke Skywalker. I have it. A lot of people have it um, who 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 were fans back in the day. So that's that's not, you know, like that was really great. And it's a lot of great fan service, especially considering The Last Jedi was a disgrace to the franchise and to the character of Luke Skywalker. So anything they can sort of do to 
kind of redeem him now, I think is going to be well-received. Not redeem him. That's the wrong word. Anything they can do to kind of give us a little bit more of the character in the prime era, even if it's only that scene where you saw, you know, a lot of people are rightly equating it to Vader's scene yeah, in Rogue, Rogue One, One. The hallway scene. Where he just goes through the hall just hacking and where in this one, uh, Luke is kind of hacking through the dark troopers and I get it. I think it's a really great analogy and I think it was purposeful um, on the part of, of Favreau and Filoni to do that. I think Favreau and Filoni have really found the balance between storytelling and fan service and the, this season of Mandalorian, if nothing else, this season of Mandalorian completely and utterly proved that to be true. So, um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of that stuff unless they do the unthinkable and recast Luke Skywalker. Um, and of course, if, if, if you look online at all, everybody has been showing, I, Nick, maybe you and I might've talked about this at one point. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, uh, what's his name? Sebastian Stan yeah. who plays the Winter Soldier is a pretty dead ringer for Mark Hamill circa the Return of the Jedi era. So if they did decide to recast Luke Skywalker, I mean, let's be honest. I think Mark Hamill would be about it. I think that I, I think the fans, I think, of course, purists are going to be like, no, um, you know, but I think at the end of the day, if they decided to go that direction and do some more Luke Skywalker in that era, maybe starting his academy, um, maybe having young Ben Solo and, uh, you know, getting through all of that sort of thing. I think if they actually did do any of that, um, it would be interesting. I just don't think that they're going to. Now, that said, it, it doesn't uh, diminish what the caller said, which was that, yeah, this, that was definitely not a dig, but it was more like a, 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 it was more like a nostalgic reminder that Luke Skywalker is, is, you know, in his prime was the character that we all loved. And it's a shame that he ended up the way he did in the last Jedi. So I appreciated it from that level. Side note. If you haven't yet looked, look for deep fake of Mark Hamill from that episode of The Mandalorian. And side by they put a side-by-side -side comparison between the de-aging slash uh, computer-generated processing mm -hmm. that they did that appeared in the episode versus the deep fake. And once again, the deep fake looks a billion times better than the computer processing. So why is ILM not using the deep fake technology to do these things? I ask again for the fourth time now, I ask <laughs> why. Why are they not doing that? Because they should. That, that aside, um, uh, my thoughts on the season finale of The Mandalorian, where do they go from here? Mm -hmm. Because Grogu is gone. And so the premise of two seasons of The Mandalorian has been he's trying to get 
Grogu to the Jedi, and now it's done. Yeah. What happens now? What's the premise of this show? So I think, and although we have to wait till 2022 to find that out, oh, I, I, hey Dom, you know, you and I have waited longer for things. I know, but still, it's like, ugh. like Rick and Morty. Yeah, comes to mind. I know, um, I know, but like the, the point is, is that I don't know where they go, and so I'm going to be interested to see season three, if only to find out what they're going to do. I mean, I just don't see it. I mean, um, listen, but I, I guess. I would like it if they just kind of pick up five, like, you know, five years in the future from that last episode. They just move the clock. Maybe forward. they will. They just move the clocks forward a little bit where Grogu kind of goes I, through his training, whatever that would consist of. Right. Maybe we, we, we I don't see. think they're going to do that, Nick. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because they got to figure out the dark saber thing because the previously, well, that's yeah. Well, that's part of it. The, the, um, the Ahsoka show, the Rebel Commando show and the um uh the, the what you call it show, the third one, the 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 book of Boba Fett. Yes, they're all gonna take place in the same time period as Mandalorian. So I can't imagine they're gonna do a five-year gap and then pick up all of those series five years later to satisfy the Mandalorian. I don't see that happening. I, I wonder, and, and you know, there are going to be, there has to be crossover stuff on those shows. There just has to be. Mm -hmm. So assuming that's the case, I don't see them doing a time jump. And I honestly, I, I don't know that we're going to see Grogu again. I really don't know. Where we're going to see him again, unless, of course, I mean, one has to assume at this point, uh, uh, Mr. Monty, one has to, has to assume at this point, if Luke is training Grogu, Grogu may be the first student in Luke's new academy. If that's the case, he is definitely a, 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 a what would you call it, a, 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 a a contemporary of Ben Solo at some point mm -hmm. and all of those students died. So one assumes that Grogu also at this point, cause we don't know anything else. Grogu maybe is part of that. So I don't know. I honestly, I don't know where they're going to go from here. I see what you're saying, but I, I, I don't think they would do that just because that, uh, I think the popularity. It, I think well, I mean, yes, but yes, but forget the popularity for a second, but you almost feel like within the Star Wars universe right now, you would feel that Grogu is now one of those top pivotal characters that yeah. that the the franchise has to keep going. Uh so listen, I'll be honest with you, I'm very okay with with all of this. And and Big Kevin, I'm glad you brought up uh Rick and Morty. Where this is one of those situations where, like, obviously it's a totally different universe. I'm not going to compare them directly, but right. this is just another one of those situations where it's like, it, it was it was a lot to handle. It was it was a great second. I mean, it's two great seasons, uh, phenomenal yep. seasons, um, from top to bottom for the most part. Uh, you know, let's have let's take it let's take a step back, take a deep breath, enjoy what what happened. Maybe like let let the let it be just kind of calm for a while, and then all of a sudden just drop like a a very quick 
you know, season three coming next month sort of thing, way down the line, because it was just so, you walked away from that episode, the way you wanted to walk away from the last few Star Wars movies, where it was like, wow, holy shit, you walked away from the yeah. TV and you were just in awe, your jaw dropping, you, you wanted to respond, you wanted to tell people what your thoughts were. And it was a lot. To, it was, it, those, uh, those sequels. It Oof. was it was a lot to take in, but that's how yeah. you wanted to leave the theater. Like the way you 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 finished yeah. up with Mandalorian is my point. Like you almost need to di- digest it a little bit before you get more. Where we're gonna get fresh storylines, we're gonna get fresh characters, sort of speak in terms of a new um, uh, new seasons for other shows. So there's a lot to work with, and I'm okay with them just kind of. Not even pressing a pause button, but just kind of like scheduling it a little bit further into the future. So I'm very okay with it. And who knows what they're going to do in terms of uh, bringing some of the characters from Mandalorian into these other shows at the same time. Because apparently no matter how big this universe is, uh, the same people kind of keep on popping up uh, uh, (laughs) twice a season. We're, we're going to get a lot. Expensive we're going to get a lot of new characters. We are going to get a lot of new characters. I have no worries about that. But uh, you know what you need to do, though, Mister Monty, and I know you haven't done this. Is you need to watch Clone Wars. Yeah, I know. And you need to watch Rebels. And I know it's going to be maybe it'll be difficult for you to palate it right off, but you need to do it, especially the end of Rebels is kind of leading into where definitely where Ahsoka's story is and they've already established that and that means unless something tragic has happened and we don't know yet uh, and they and I believe they've confirmed this now that we're going to see live action versions of the rebels characters in the Ahsoka show I mean, so, listen, I want to rewatch all of it, but I want to watch in chronological order, not the way it was released, um, yes. you know, through Lucasfilms and everything like that. Just, just to get a There's better understanding any, of the story at the yeah. same time. There's any number of, of websites that will tell you what in what order to watch everything. Yeah, I mean, but you, sh- I'm you sorry. should. I, I mean, listen, the only thing I, I, I mean, I haven't watched the shows and I haven't watched Rogue One. I've seen the other stuff. Yeah. And yeah, again, and you, need to, and you need to watch Rogue One because the Cassian Andor series is going to come out in 22 also, I think. And that's going to be amazing. So you definitely want to watch Rogue One. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I never, I, I think I even say in the intro to the show, like, I don't like Star Wars. I've, but I've watched them, you know, I've, well, I watched the, the main we, core movies. We might be everything. able to get you now. You're not going to get me. Like, like it, it's, we might it's get good. You. It's like, okay, I see why you like it, but you, you go have fun. Bye-bye. Go, I'll be over here. We, you, we, you do your we thing. We might get you. No. We no, might get you. No. Mandalorian might be your gateway. <sighs> but so you've told me in the past that that shouldn't be the gateway, though. It doesn't matter. If, if, <laughs> if, if we have a gateway sandwich in which we could pull him in, Let's not, big, you know, diminish the gateway. See, Dom, we got Kev- him. He's definitely hooked on Mandalorian. There's no doubt. The guy talks about Mandalorian more than we do, and we're actual fans. Uh, you know, of Star is, Wars. Dom, Dom, so, Kevin and I have talked about this for quite a while, and and Kev's at the point where he knows he has to take whatever little glimmer of hope that he may have. So correct. he's he's attaching himself to that. I, That's I, right. Now, I will say that. Um, 
because I, I, I kind of wish I rewatched the first season of Mandalorian but, uh, as these episodes were dropped. I, I kind of made that mistake. So I'm going back and I'm, uh, I'm slowly going through the first season now of um, help me out. It was the, the gallery, the Disney gallery, Star Wars. Yeah. The yeah. Mandalorian. I, I think I'm halfway into season one right now because I want to I still need that little bit of a I need that fix uh, to go into the, those new episodes. Mm. And again, just to emphasize the creativity, the the teamwork, hearing Dave Filoni again, because everyone knows, I don't want to say everyone, but Favreau is very established and well-known. Filoni, not so much, but hearing- No, Filoni, you're wrong. You're I, wrong. No, I think, Filoni, I, think, I think more people know who Favreau is over Filoni. You mean in the broad world? In the broad, or in, broader yeah. world. Broader okay, world yes. I, yeah, yeah, all right. I'll agree with that. Yeah, so just... Dude, don't forget, Favreau is an actor. No, no, I for know. Long before he was a director. For sure. Go find a movie called PCU. No, but I, I believe you. And, and see, no, no, do, because it's hysterical. Okay. But the, the point is that Favreau is in... A young Favreau is in that movie, and he looks nothing like <laughs> John Favreau. I it's mean, frightening. Again, from the from the general uh, movie TV watcher perspective. Yes, uh, I'll agree with that. Hearing hearing Filoni just kind of again talking about uh, you know his interactions with with George Lucas, how his approach is, hearing him kind of dissect things uh, is very interesting for the casual uh, watcher who who's not a big Star Wars fan, and that's not even go. go I'm not even talking about the actors, the the stage that they created, the practical effects, which I love the practical effects and the lighting. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, but on the flip side, yeah. where Favreau may be more widely known, mm -hmm. as far as the Star Wars community and even the geek community at large, Filoni is a god. Oh, yeah. Because Filoni, two things. Filoni created the Clone Wars and laid that all out and had that all done and rebels and but more importantly his mentor was george lucas and george lucas chose him to do these things because of who he was because of his mentorship and there's a lot of things that come out after the fact that george uh was the one who suggested this and george was the one that suggested that and it's like George doesn't want to be involved. And what he does is he just plants these little nuggets in Filoni, who is clearly on the same level as his master. And, uh, you know, and, and clearly takes the ball and runs with it successfully. You couldn't ask for a better pair of people to, to sort of reinvent, not reinvent, but save the universe, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you couldn't ask for a better pair. Filoni is a Star Wars encyclopedia. He knows everything. And Where mm -hmm. Favreau comes from performance. He comes from direction. He comes from... Uh, 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 you know, big franchise stuff. You couldn't ask for a better pair of guys. And that's why they should be the ones running, with all due respect to Kathleen Kennedy, they should be the ones making Star Wars decisions f f and forever. Because unless one of these things is an utter failure, and so far, in my opinion, besides the Disney sequels, the only failure Star Wars has experienced 
is that current cartoon i think it's called resistance that thing is terrible and it's terrible in it's not terrible it's not really that good but it's not terrible but in comparison to clone wars and rebels and like mandalorian and so it isn't good but that's the weakest link and it's still not the worst thing in the world you know what i mean i hear you and and so like the these are the people you want making those decisions so anyway we 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 probably are going to run forever if we just keep talking about it for sure the, the only the only thing i want to just emphasize even if you don't uh uh for the for anyone who's a casual movie slash tv goer uh watch the the whole disney gallery thing on the mandalorian because there's oh, a yeah. there's a lot to take in it's very interesting and Did you I, watch the season two one yet? No, no, I, I'm halfway through season one. I want to rewatch everything kind of, kind of before oh, going yeah. into it. But uh, I just I love seeing how things are created. So for a show such as that, I just I honestly like the sh that show almost as much as the actual Mandalorian because I I get you know, it, I get a kick out of that. I totally forgot that Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Directed go. What? No, I, I wanted to mention Robert Rodriguez, so I'm glad you're bringing that oh, up. That made me I totally forgot that he directed the uh, the Return of Boba Fett episode in mm -hmm. season two. He directed that episode, and it, you have to watch the gallery uh, episode for season two because it explains how it went from a, I can't remember what he said, something like a four-minute action sequence with Boba Fett to a nine minute action sequence because he's like this, he, he, he said everything. Uh, I just watched it the other day, right? The, the, the gallery episode, he said everything that we have been saying about that episode since that episode came out. This is the Boba Fett that you waited your entire life to see. Remember we said that. Mm -hmm. And that's what Robert Rodriguez said. The same thing. He goes, I've, I want him to live up to his reputation, and finally, he does. And so, there's anyway, a great video. Not to re, I think not he relitigate that. I think he, I think Rodriguez tweeted it out. There's a great video of him playing uh, acoustic guitar, and all over the place. And uh, yeah, but there's one where Baby Yoda is on that big old rock. Yeah, it's in the episode. With with Robert Rodriguez in the gallery episode. Oh, I, well, I haven't watched the gallery episode yet. Yeah, yeah so. I know. I'm just telling you that's that's a clip from the gallery. Yeah. Episode. So so at minimum, at least check out uh, Robert Rodriguez's. I think it's his Twitter account where that that 60 second clip or whatever it is is on there because that is just awesome. But uh, boys, I think it's about time that we not only put a wrap on this episode but a wrap on 2020 uh, all together at this point. Uh, you can find me online uh, for Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Yelp. Um, I don't know other jokey Yelp. names. How are your reviews on Yelp? Uh, four out of five. It's the Uber ratings that I am just uh, terrible at right now. But find me as Monty's Mayhem. M O N T E S M A Y H E M. Um, Wait, it's not it's not M O N T Y. No, despite how many times Dom uh, uh, misspells via text. I don't know why my mind wants to spell it that way so aggressively. Thanks, Python. Thank it. you, thank you. Uh, Big Kev, what is your uh, your your info, sir? Uh, you can find me on the Xbox Network uh, as Big Kev GS. 
playing um, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, pretty much, that's pretty much all I'm playing right now. Because <laughs> um, it's kind of okay again, sort of a little. Um, but, uh, but not much else. Uh, not anything else, really. And uh, you can find me, I think BK Geek Stuff is everything else, I think. Instagram, Twitter, but I don't run the Twitter. That's okay. I think Sandwich runs the Twitter. Uh, and, and I don't run the Instagram. I think Monty runs the Instagram. No, so, but close enough. Uh, you, you have your own personal uh, one that no one runs except you. <laughs> Dom, what's your information? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. Fantastic. Never not funny. It's never not funny. Uh, as we wrap up, I just want to thank all our listeners, all our Discord folks, everyone out there, grandmama, family. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us all year, dealing with the uh, uh, arrangements that we had to make because of COVID with the whole social distancing. Trials and tribulations. It's, it's, it was quite the ordeal to try to get things to work properly as we've been working on them really uh, since day one, since I at least took over because... Uh, well, I, let's be honest. The show in 2021, uh, 2020 was a bit like, you know, the little rascals do a podcast. You know, we got, I like, I have stuff sitting on cardboard boxes. We're just kind of, every device I own is currently in use to bring you this show mm-hmm. uh, uh, in various formats. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we do it like everybody else. We're doing the best that we can in 2020. We have big plans for 2021. So, uh, uh, stay tuned for those. Uh, lots of new things coming down the pike. I know I say that all the time. And 2020 would have been our year for all of those things, I'd like to point out. But, you know, things happen. COVID, man. Things happen. COVID. And honestly, I hope that uh, the show just helped out people um, to kind of get through this uh, really crappy year. But you know what? The better things are hopefully ahead. So uh, with that big cast. Yeah, and the, you know, uh, uh, there's a new video project that we're working on, a new third chair, uh, a new, uh, a whole bunch of new things that are coming down. So very exciting. That's messed up. Wrap up the show, Kev. He didn't even say anything. He's probably asleep. No, he, he, he. No, no, no. I'm thinking about how I'm going to misplace your keys to the unit. Wow. That's just or place me on the share. I will place your keys. Dom, Dom. I'm just saying that is the Geek Stuff product archive, sir. And I think you'd be doing the fans of this program a disservice. Dom's gonna. I've be been in there more in the when, past when, year than you have in the last ten years. We when we are liquidating that warehouse, sir, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just give this one to the fans, or let's just give that one to the fans. When I'm giving stuff away. And you know, and, and, or, or not giving it away because you've lost the keys to the unit in some sort of ham-fisted uh, way of of revenging me for uh, uh, daring to suggest that we would have another third chair. And who says it's you? Maybe I'm kicking Monty out, and you and I are getting a new guy. Baffling. Did you ever the hell's producing that? then? I ain't producing. No kidding. The sandwich shop is a reflection of that. Ah, uh, yes. And Kevin Grandma. will also be an excellent producer all right, as well. All right. And we're you... just, we're supposed to have a good end of the year. <laughs> supposed to be happy. <laughs> this is, we are. We're, we're happy. happy. I love you all individually. Now go to hell. 
And with that, Big Kev. With I love one of you. With that, Mr. Monty, <laughs> you you guys can fight about who it is. Monty, uh, you can have him. With that, Mr. Sandwich, Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Monty, Mr. Mayhem, Mr. Sandwich, all three of you, uh, we will bring this episode and this dreadful year uh, on Geek Stuff TNG, although the show wasn't that bad this year, um, we will bring this episode, episode 600 and what? 18. 18, 618, the one we're calling The Wonderful Blunder of Wonder Woman, told you, Monty that I could do it. Uh, we will bring that episode to a close the way we end some episodes by saying good night, 2020. You can go fuck yourself. And on that note, we cue the music.
just not.